know I know what people are gonna say. They're gonna say, well, you know, Christmas is is a pagan holiday. You know, uh, you shouldn't um, celebrate Christmas. Listen, let me tell you something about Christmas. Can I tell you what the root of Christmas is? Now, listen, I I I want to say this. I personally, I'm not a big fan of Christmas because it's become something that has absolutely nothing to do with the birth of Christ. But I will tell you this. You know what the world, um, how the world views Christmas now? It's offensive to say Merry Christmas. So now you have to say Happy Holidays. So you know what that makes me want to do? That makes me want to celebrate it. <laughs> just because the world doesn't want to acknowledge the birth of Christ, they just want a day off or two days off, however, however many days you get, without acknowledging why we're even celebrating it. Um, and you know, when the world tells me to do something, I pull a George Costanza and I do the opposite. So if the world doesn't want me to say Merry Christmas, I'm going to say it all the more. Um, Christmas, well, let, me, let me read it to you. This is not, um, I didn't uh, come up with this. This is, somebody else came up with this, okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah, say Merry Christmas. So the, orig the origins of Christmas revolve around the celebration of the winter solstice, which acknowledges the end of darkness and the rebirth of the sun, and this sun is S-U-N. Uh, in Christianity, the end of the year was chosen as the time to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Now, hey Lou, good to see you. I know, I, listen, you don't have to tell me. I understand that Jesus was not born on December 25th, and, and Christmas really has become something that, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's become very commercial. It's all about greed. I want this. You know, your kids make you like a list of all the gifts that they want. And really, and I understand where the gift giving comes from. It comes from the, 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 the Magi who brought gifts to Jesus. Listen, you don't have to educate me about Christmas. I know about Christmas. But I'm also going to tell you this about, you know, oh, pagan. it has pagan roots. You know, in, in the class that I'm going to be starting tomorrow at GNU, you like my shirt? It's GNU. I won't, I'm a walking advertisement. Um, we're, I'm studying, we're studying the New Testament and on the first class, we're going to talk about what happened in between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And there was a lot of pagan nations that did a lot of things. They came up with a lot of inventions, a lot of ingenuity that allowed the gospel to eventually go forth and allowed, um, Christianity to become what it is. Hey, Jill, good to see you. So what ended up happening is that, as usual, God takes things and he uses them for his good. So sometimes, you know, if you're worried about pagan roots, pretty much everything, I would say almost everything we do, <laughs> some came from somewhere. Uh, so we just, listen, again, I'm not going to get into that. We're not talking about Christmas. I don't like Christmas. I'm just telling you right off the bat. I, I would as soon not celebrate it. It's cold, by the way. It's dark. Um... I don't feel like eating myself into like a, a coma. I don't, I don't enjoy that. Uh, and of course it's nice to, to, to spend time with your family. There's good elements of it. And if we, if we could keep it to acknowledge, to celebrate the birth of Christ, there's nothing wrong with celebrating the birth of Christ. And again, the roots of it, they're not evil roots. Halloween, on the other hand, is a different story. And I'm going to read to you the origins of where Halloween comes from. So Halloween's origins date back to the ancient... Celtic, it's Celtic, right? Um, <laughs> uh, I suppose people, yeah. No, I'm not, look, okay, again. It's because I don't like what it's become. This is not a rant about Christmas. 
I don't, I just, I feel like if it's supposed to be about Jesus, it, it, it isn't, right? It, it, everything about it is not about, about Christ. So it, it bothers me. But anyways, like I said, because the world wants to move away from the acknowledgement of Christ, it actually makes me want to, to celebrate it. Is it Celtic? Is that not right? Is it Celtic? I think it's Celtic, right? I have absolutely no idea. But it's a Celtic festival <laughs> called San Samhain. Probably saying that wrong. This day marked the end of the summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter, a time of year that was often associated with human death. So people would... I'm right, right? Okay, Sheba, I don't know. You know how I am with pronunciation. So this time of year... Yeah, I know, Lisa. That's what I was uh, I was concerned because the Boston Celtics are pronounced Celtics. So, but I... Okay, thanks. Josie says I'm, I'm doing it right. It's Celtic. Okay. Um, so this was a time when, you know, you have to remember there, this was a time there's no heating like we have, although I have to be honest with you guys, my air conditioning's on right now. It's really, my hot, my house is very hot right now and I'm like sweating. So I had to put, put the air conditioning on. Um, but normally this time of year is associated with getting cold. And this was a time that a lot of people didn't make it, especially children, um, because of just of the nature of, of the, the weather. So it was associated with human death, okay? Now, Celts believed that on that night, on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain, or Samhain, however you want to say it, when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to earth. Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids or Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. And this festival of Samhain that I'm probably pronouncing wrong, this is, it's one of the sacred days of the Wicca religion, which is part of the occult. It's pagan witchcraft. Now, all of those things, I can't find, um, I haven't read my first scripture yet, uh, Rosa, because I keep talking. Um, and I, it's like, you know what happens when I know I have a deadline, I talk more. Is that like, um, is that normal for, for preachers? It must be. Um, anyways, so, <laughs> so all of those things right off the bat, there's nothing, there is not one thing, not one thing that is possibly spiritual about any of that. Okay. And I say, I'm talking good spiritual, um, so all of, all of those things, I, I don't really understand how Christians, because then, then they're like, well, you know, as long as you don't uh, participate in that kind of stuff, but you're participating in the day. I don't really understand like how you're like, well, you know, my, my kids, uh, you know, my kids, I want them to be able to go trick or treating, but we wear, you know, we only go to the houses of people we know and, um, you know, and they, and they don't wear scary costumes. Listen again, you're, you're, you're doing something, okay, that is a worldly ritual based on something that is from pagan witchcraft. That's where it came from, okay? Christmas is not from pagan witchcraft. Again, I don't want to keep getting into Christmas. I've offended, like, people in many different ways. The people who like Christmas, uh, I offended them. The people who think Christmas is bad, I offended them. So anyways, um, it's fine. So, um, yeah, well, she, but that's, I was about to say that 
Because I'm going to tell you the problem that I have with people a lot of the time. Christians, all, all of the time, yeah, Lisa, I agree. Um, Steph, I know. See, I did it for you, Steph. You're here. I decided let's offend the people who like Christmas. <laughs> Again, there's no pro if you want to have dinner with your family, having dinner with your family is a great thing. As long as you don't talk about politics, it's a great thing. Um, you're right, Tiffany. You're absolutely right. Um, so Christians, a lot of times, every debate is always about how close can I get to the edge and still be saved? Well, you know, the, as long as we don't do that, we'll be... Okay, well, why do you even want to get close? I've never understood that. Because what I choose to do is determining what is pleasing to the Lord. What can I do with my life that is going to give him glory? I'm not interested in what I can kind of do. Well, you know, but I don't want my kids to be upset or, you know, it's not a really a big deal. Um, that's good point, Drew. I've, I've seen that. I've seen videos of, of ex-Satanists who say, you know, don't, don't celebrate it. If that's what they're saying, I mean, my goodness. But again, it's like, well, what's the big deal of dressing up? If you, <laughs> and it, okay, that's another subject. But again, you're, what you're doing is you are acknowledging, okay, Halloween is a thing. So what are we going to do that we can, you know, keep the kids happy and, you know, it's not a big deal. Why don't you, why don't you ask yourself the question, does this please the Lord? And that's why, again, any holiday, Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, whatever it is, is this pleasing to the Lord? Is what I'm doing going to going to bring him the glory? Or, am I, or what I'm doing, am I, my feet are basically half in the world and a half out. I have one foot in and one foot out. Well, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to dress my kid up as a, as a, a dog, you know, because that's, that, that's a cute costume. They look so cute, you know, dressed up. And, and then the dog is dressed up as a pumpkin and they're just so adorable. And they're taking pictures and they're posting them on Instagram. I'm going to unfollow, I'm telling you. If I see your a picture of your kids dressed up on Halloween, it's an it's an a, a immediate unfollow because I can't look at it. I don't listen. I don't care what people do. You could do whatever you want, but my job as a, as a minister is to let you know what the Word of God says about things, and then you have to make the decision. I can't tell you what to do. If you insist on on dressing up and going trick or treating and saying like, well, you know, we we just um, <laughs> Steph, Steph's figuring out how can I get an unfollow? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, um, it, it, it's like, oh, uh, uh, well, my, at my work, you know, the people at my work, I mean, my boss wants all of us to dress up. Guess what? I'm going to say, sorry, I'm not doing it. And in fact, I could stay home that day if you want me to, because I'd rather do that than be a, 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 around a bunch of people celebrating a wicked holiday. So no, that's fine. Because I, I, that's what people say. Well, you know, my, my work, um, you know, I'm, I'm a teacher, or I'm, a, a, I'm whatever, and everybody has to dress up. No, you don't have to do anything. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. If someone from another religion said, I'm sorry, I can't do this. It's against my religion. Oh, okay. Okay. No problem. No problem. But a Christian comes in and says, um, well, you know, um, actually it's kind of like, it's against my faith to dress up. Oh, well, you're, you know, oh, what's the big deal? It's just a costume. You always take things too far. Trust me. I, I've been, I've been, I've worked in secular places. 
I know what it's like. I was a music teacher for many years. Every Halloween, the teachers always dressed up. And guess who was the only one who wasn't? It was me. Um, Steph, Comic Con is a whole other ballgame. Yeah, Chris, exactly. They're going to, of course they are. You know, God forbid that, that a Christian is allowed to stand up for their faith. You know, if, I'm telling you, if it was any other religion, okay, I'm offending everybody today. That's fine. It's all good. Hey, Carol, good to see you. Um, yeah, I'm glad, Jill. Um, I'm glad to hear that. And that and Jill, I'm going to tell you, daycares are a tough place because they want the, t you know, they want the workers to dress up because, you know, the kids and, uh, you know, whatever, especially like when it's a weekday, right? It's a, when it's a weekend. Gasper, I will be, this is going to, I'm recording it for my podcast, so I will be absolutely putting it up. Um, oh boy, let's get into some scripture. <laughs> okay. Okay, here, here's what, l let me read that scripture from Isaiah chapter 8. So remember, what did we learn about the roots of Halloween, okay? A couple of uh, the things that we learned, talking about death, uh, talking about the basically the world of, of the living and the dead, so that, um, so otherworldly spirits can help the, the priests make predictions. Well, you know, you don't make predictions. <laughs> Anyways, that's, it's all like... Um, I apologize that the comments are going by so fast, which I love that you guys are participating, so keep it up. But if I don't read everything, I apologize. Well, and, and hang on. Yeah, you're right, Chris. Because no one else can be offended, but Christians are... are, are uh, anyways. But that's, why, that's how you know we're the real deal. That's how you know our faith is the real deal because it's treated different than every other faith. And then you're going to get the people come in. Oh, look at you acting like you're all persecuted. You don't know what it's. Listen, I, if a Christian says that to you, I question if they're saved because they don't know what they're talking about. Anyways, who haven't I offended? I'll just go in for them. Um, <laughs> Isaiah chapter eight, starting at verse 19. When someone tells you to consult mediums and spiritists who whisper and mutter, should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? Consult God's instructions and the testimony of warning. If anyone does not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn. Distressed and hungry, they will roam through the land. When they are famished, they will become enraged. And looking upward, they will curse their king and their God. They will, look un they will look toward the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom. And they will be thrust into utter darkness. Listen, w what is it talking about? What, what do the priests have to do? They have to have that, that line between the living and the dead. What, what did the Bible just say? Why are you consulting the dead on behalf of the living? You look to God for instruction. Because I'm telling you, there was obviously biblical times where there were a lot of prophets, prophets who heard from the Lord. And then you'd have people on the other side. Um, are the dead deprived of light? That is a good question. Um, I would say so, it depends what you mean by light. If you're talking about natural light, they're deprived of all light, really, because, you know, unless they're in Christ. But anyways, that's... <laughs> Um, I think, I think I know what you mean, 
But the, the reality, because when it says here, it says they have no light of dawn. So in other words, they don't even see the light as in the sun. And then especially if they're not of Christ, they're living in, in actual darkness. So, so there you go. Obviously, those who, who, who die in Christ will eventually see the light of, of heaven, right? So I hope that answers your question. So why are we consulting the dead on behalf of the, uh, of the living? So these, these people, who the, these, these Celtic priests, these Druids, what they're doing is they're doing something that is 100%, clearly 100% um, light meeting wisdom and knowledge. Well, obviously, if they're not in Christ, they don't, they don't have godly wisdom. Um, so, so these priests... They're talking, they're looking for, well, I got to predict the future now, so I'm going to go consult the dead. You have to understand how wicked that practice is. The mere idea of consulting the dead, you don't do that at, at all. And this whole, I don't even, can I call it a holiday? I don't want to call it a holiday. It's a day because no one gets the day off, so it's not a holiday. This day is, is centered around this practice of consulting the dead. That's why when you have um, fortune tellers, you know, that are like, well, I'm, I'm hearing something from your, your cat that died three years ago. Uh, your cat, uh, Bob, you know, they just want to let you know uh, that everything's okay. You know, it's the same thing right or people people who want to hear from their dead relatives so they go to these these uh, uh these meetings with these with these mediums right who are saying well i'm i could hear from the dead Th this wicked wicked stuff and so if you again if you're well i'm just dressing up my kid like a cat it's not a big deal it is a big deal why do you even want to dabble in this just pretend this date doesn't exist for me i pretend it doesn't exist when, when the day comes, I treat it like any other day. Don't care. Um, yeah, Gasper, exactly. You know, there's a, there's a show, a show on TLC called Long Island Medium. And, and it's just this woman who, she just consults the dead for people. It's so wicked. It's so wicked. Let me get into some more scriptures. Um... Lisa, what if you dress up ginger? <laughs> if as long dress up every day that isn't Halloween. Because <laughs> again, it's not it's not the dressing up. It's understanding that it's become now this is how it's celebrated. Okay? Because there is, and I didn't get into all the details about the origins of Halloween and where, where it comes from, but dressing up was part of their rituals. So if you're going to say, I'm just dressing up my kid like something cute, you're doing something that is part of, of, of a witchcraft ritual. They dressed up. They covered their, they had to cover their faces for a purpose. So dressing up to celebrate this holiday, don't do it. I called it a holiday again. It's not a holiday. There's three, if you're taking notes, there's, yeah, exactly, Sheba. Exactly. There's three features of Halloween that I want to address from, from the Bible. And, and so if you're, if you're still like, well, I don't know. I don't know how you can still say that, but whatever. Some people might still say it. But I want to bring a, a strong biblical perspective of this. And by the way, look what it says. Just one more scripture. Yeah, we can absolutely, Lynn. Well, we're going to be in church that day. So it's the perfect place to be. 
But um, but yeah, we certainly we certainly can take it a time as a time to pray. Look what Leviticus chapter 19 verse 31 says. Do not defile yourselves by turning to mediums or to those who consult the spirits of the dead. I am the Lord your God. Don't defile yourself by turning to mediums. Oh, I know a medium. They're nice. No, they're not. Don't defile yourself. So three features of Halloween. Number one, fear. What, what's Halloween? Scaring people. Boo. I scared you. A haunted house. It's scary. Oh, what's the big deal? It's just a haunted house. What's the point of it? It's to scare you. Okay? Look, you know what the Bible says about fear. Uh, um, 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Look what it says in Romans 8.15. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. If we're God's children, we cannot possibly still be in fear in any way. There's no fear associated with the child of God. If you're, if you're in fear or afraid of something, there's a problem. Uh, turn to Psalm 34. In verse 4, I sought the Lord. And he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Fear is something to be delivered from. Fear is not something that you say, you know what, I'm going to pay a $10 cover charge and I'm going to go walk around a place to scare me half to death for half an hour. And you're like, well, that's a different kind of fear. Fear is fear. Are you afraid? Is it going to keep you up at night? Is it? I'm, I'm being serious. I'm being serious. Let me ask you this. Have you ever watched like a, a horror movie and it gives you nightmares? Guess what? That's not from the Lord. It can't possibly be from the Lord. Why are you watching it? Of course, this isn't a broadcast about scary movies, but it could be. Why are you doing that? We're not slaves to fear. Yeah, exactly, Jill. Fear is fear. I'm afraid. That scares me too, Steph. That's why we have to pray. That's why that verse says that the Lord delivered me from all my fears. Psalm uh, 23 verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So there is therefore a comfort that comes from the Lord to, to not be in fear. And yet this day becomes predicated and centered on scaring people you know I, you, you, yeah. <laughs> I remember um there was this old sitcom that I used to I'll be honest I used to love to watch it, it, it I don't recommend well it's not so bad anyways it's called home improvement and there was this one episode um that every time it was Halloween they always went all out and I hated it that they would do that but they did it um and on this episode, it's like they, they created like this, this um, I guess, sort of haunted house in the house. And everything was designed that every corner that you'd look in, you'd, you'd, you'd jump and you'd be scared. Um, you know, and you'd be afraid, you know, because it's all, it's, it is a great show, except for that episode. It's hilarious. You know, and everything was like, how can I scare somebody? Um, you know, there's a, 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 you know, a severed hand in the drawer or there's like, a, you know, all, all these kind of things. And you think it's harmless fun. I'm going to read John's comment. It's so true. 
many fail to understand how all these seemingly benign occult practices open doors to evil spirits. 100%. You know, I had a friend of mine. I have, I have, um, one time in my life so far that I have prayed, uh, that I've had a, a seen a demon cast out of someone because I, I prayed, I prayed for them at that moment. And it was a friend of mine and she was literally possessed by a demon. She was like, I, she was foaming at the mouth. She was like shaking. She was like this. We had to, we were in school. We had to lock her in a room because she was like, and, and la anyways, later on, we found out that she was like, oh, I was playing with uh, um, a Ouija board. And Ouija boards, um, you know, you could buy them in, in, in Walmart or something. Like, I think they sell them like in the game section because the death... <laughs> Do you understand the devil trying to make it seem like this is some ordinary game? Put it next to Monopoly and Clue and Risk. The, the game of world domination. Put it next to all those things. Slip it in there between a uh, 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 Trivial Pursuit and all that. You know. And by the way, you don't pray for demons, you command them to come out. And I, I went into the room, and I don't know, I had I, that was a long time ago, and it wasn't the way I am now, but the Lord, the Lord gave me a boldness. And I went into the room and I just said, Come out of her in Jesus' name. That that's all I said. And and she basically like she screamed and 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 the demon left her. But why did it happen? Because of plain Ouija board. And you know, like John said, you don't understand it's sold yeah, it's sold at Toys R Us. Jeez. You don't understand. You think everything, ever, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody takes anything seriously. It's just a game. It's just a costume. It's just this. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about anything. And then you wonder why your kids aren't serving the Lord. And then you wonder why your life is going downhill. Well, what a shock. Maybe you need to start thinking. Look what it says. Um, in First Thessalonians verse 1. Dear brothers and sisters, we urge you to live in the name of, by the name of the Lord Jesus, to live in a way that pleases God. We urge you, brothers and sisters. Why? Who cares what other, what other people think it's not a big deal? I don't care. Oh, you know, you're being really like, you're being legalistic. Okay, fine. Then I'll be legalistic. I'll accept that title. Go ahead. Go to the, the, the disgusting costume store that suddenly they just pop up everywhere. Dress up your kids. That's it. Go for it. Post it on Instagram. Show off. Oh, you know, we went trick-or-treating. Look at all this candy we got. Okay. Go for it. Do whatever you want. And then you're the one sitting in counseling with the pastor. Oh, my kids. They're not serving the Lord. I don't know what happened. I do. Why don't you Why don't you do what 1 Thessalonians says? And, and, and the... It's an being urged. Do what pleases the Lord. Because there's a listen. There's a lot of stuff that I would argue is probably neutral, right? Doesn't like like I love to watch sports. It doesn't really do anything. It's just it's super neutral. But there are some things. Not only does it not please the Lord, it's demonic. Why are you doing it? So so that's the first one. Fear, main feature of Halloween. What's, what's the second one? Death. Death. Everything's like the, the living dead, 
right? Zombies and uh, coming back from the dead, graveyards. You see, I, I, there's, a, there's a house uh, not that far from me. Um, and they have like a ton of Halloween decorations on their lawn and you know, there's tombstones and stuff It's all about celebrating the dead. That's what we learned was um, um, That's what we learned was was the roots of Halloween. Yeah, my dad mentioned the food I don't I can't watch the Food Network this time of year. I can't do it. Cannot do it I, I can't watch those things because again. Oh, it's just a cake with a pumpkin on it No, not to me because I again, I understand where it comes from and I and I re, and I understand what it's celebrating, and and what it's geared towards. So number two, number one was fear. Number two, death. Turn to First Corinthians chapter fifteen, and verse twenty-six. Look what it says. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Death is an enemy. We were not supposed to die. Do you understand that? Adam and Eve were created. In the Garden of Eden, we were never supposed to die. Death is a result of the curse of sin. You know, the next verse says um, that Jesus will put all his enemies, sorry, the verse before says all his enemies under, under his feet. There's one enemy that hasn't, there's only one that hasn't yet been, been put under his feet. It's death. But soon, soon, when it, <laughs> I'm going to read the whole thing. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For he has put everything under his feet. Now when it says that everything has been put under him, it is clear uh, that does not include God himself who put everything under Christ. When he has done this, then the Son himself will be made subject to him who put everything under him so that God may be all in all. There's one more enemy. Yeah, that's right, Ant. And that's that's something that a lot of people don't realize. They They don't understand. That's okay, Doris. You're here. You made it. You know, death, and and again, Halloween, that's what it's all about. Coming back from the dead, the graveyards, the bones, the zombies, you know, the ghosts of this one past and this, you know. We, you have to understand this. What's going to happen to us uh, when, you know, at the end of, at the end of everything, what's going to happen? We are going to reign in heaven with Christ with God forever and ever and ever and we will not die because death is an enemy so if you're celebrating something that has anything to do that celebrates death you're celebrating an enemy of God that should is something that is going to be under the feet of Jesus that's the last thing that's the last thing the devil the devil is under is under the feet of Jesus and therefore, under our feet, there's one last thing, is death. Why are you celebrating it? Why? I don't understand. Christmas is not about death. We're not getting into Christmas again. <laughs> Hebrews 2, verse 14. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death, he might destroy him who holds the power of death. That is the devil and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death fear of death um what did you say sheba hang on yeah i understand you know fear of death think about think about what people have gone the lengths 
that people go through because they're so afraid of death. But what happens when you're in Christ, you understand, obviously we, we don't, you know, it's not pleasant. You don't want to be like, well, I'll just die tomorrow. I don't mind. That's not what I'm saying. But you understand that when you're in Christ, you will now, you will live forever with him in eternity. So when someone passes away, it's very sad because they're no longer, you know, you don't get to see them and you can't give them a hug and, and, and all that kind of thing. But you, if they're in Christ, you know, you will see them again because forever and ever and ever and eternity, we, we cannot quantify it. We will we'll be all together. Make, I want to make sure all of us are here, all of us together for eternity. So death is something that scares people because it's final. That's why other religions have to come up with things. Well, you know, you'll be reincarnated or you'll be this or you'll be that because death is a scary thing. It's very final. So there's a, there, of course, there's a strong fear of death. But as Christians, those who are in Christ, we're not fearing death. We're not afraid of death. We're not concerned about death, right? Because we understand what's going to happen after we die. Um, so death, number two. And number three, the supernatural. The supernatural and what I mean by that um, there because you know the supernatural a lot of times people think well you know it's just God no there there is a demonic realm that exists so so what happens at Halloween witches right ghosts right Go uh, goblins I don't even know what a goblin is zombies these things that are otherworldly right you know now we're going we're, we're going outside of the human realm the supernatural so turn um, if I, if obviously reincarnation is not a thing, but if it was, I absolutely would be coming back as a, as a llama and, uh, and I would be a great one. Second, that's, that's, uh, why can't I say that word? Se Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse nine, the coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan dis displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles signs and wonders so in the supernatural there is a a, a a a proper one and there's a counterfeit one and that counterfeit one is straight from satan i won't spit on anybody emily i'm gonna be a super nice one everyone's gonna pet me no <laughs> oh man thank goodness we don't come back as animals because that's weird because animals are our below humans Animals are in our dominion. So if you, if you, if, to say that we come back as animals, that, that's like a, a, an insult to God. Because animals are lesser than humans. So there's counterfeit, mir there, there's a spiritual realm out there. And it's not something that you play with. So that third feature of Halloween is, is the supernatural in a counterfeit way. Every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and to be saved. So there is a counterfeit supernatural that exists. And Halloween is all about that. The witches and the spells. And they've got their, um, what's that bowl that they, they stir their, their uh, the, the potions and all that. That, that, that is mess. You don't get into that. What is, look at Micah 5.12. I will destroy your witchcraft. And you will no longer cast spells. Spells are bad. Witchcraft is bad. <laughs> Just the late, I mean, it, it's almost like it, it's cauldron. Thank you, Steph. That's counterfeit, uh, counterfeit miracles, counterfeit signs. You know, um, one more note about 
about the roots of Halloween, the celebrations of Halloween were focused around spirits, fortune telling, and witchcraft. A lot of the traditions are still practiced today, such as dressing up, having candy in a bowl to give away, and even bobbing for apples, which were an attempt to ward off ghosts, witches, or bad luck. That's not, that's, none of those things are features of the Christian life, or they shouldn't be. Look what it says in, in 1 Chronicles 10, verse 13. Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord. He did not keep the word of the Lord and even consulted a medium for guidance and did not require of the Lord. So the Lord put him to death and turned the kingdom over to David, son of Jesse. You do, th there is a supernatural realm. And there is a satanic realm that exists there. And Halloween is all about tapping in to that counterfeit side, witches, fortune telling, mediums. Don't even bob for apples. And I love apples, but don't do it because they did it to ward off bad luck. And we don't have bad luck as Christians. We're covered by the blood of Jesus and we walk in favor. And the, the, the favor of the Lord surrounds us like a shield. So you don't need an apple to help you out. Turn to Acts 19. Acts 19, uh, verse 18. Now this was, people were getting saved and converted. And look at what happened. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed their evil deeds. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. Oh, what's the big deal? Clearly it was a big deal for the people, the, 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 the early church in the book of Acts, that they had to come and burn their scrolls, right? That those who practiced sorcery had to burn the scrolls to, and openly confess for their evil deeds. Um, you know, I just like for my kids to get candy. Your kids don't need any more candy. They already are hyper enough. I don't understand why you need to give them candy. Well, you know, give them some vegetables or something. I, you know, I mean, you know, like as if they need more candy. I, I don't understand. Well, my kids like candy. Okay, then buy them candy another time. Turn, turn to Second Kings chapter seventeen, <laughs> verse sixteen. So these are the people who were not following the Lord. They forsook all the commands of the Lord their God and made for themselves two idols cast in the shape of calves and an Asherah pole. They bowed down to all the starry hosts and they worshiped Baal. They sacrificed their sons and daughters in the fire. They practiced divination and sorcery and sold themselves to do evil in the eyes of the Lord, provoking him to anger. No, they didn't. That's exactly, you're right, Sheba. And, and the verse continues to say that, that, that those scrolls were very valuable, worth a lot of money, but they burnt, they didn't want, they, they wanted like to pretend that it, it, it didn't even exist. Burn it in the fire. That's where it belongs. And that's where all this wickedness will eventually burn for all eternity. So why, why do you even want to touch it? I wouldn't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole or whatever's longer than a 10 foot pole. I don't want to, I don't want to go near it. Turn to Deuteronomy 18. Listen to this. Deuteronomy 18 verse 10. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire. So that's what we read in, in 2 Kings because that's what they were doing. 
who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or a spiritist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable for, to the Lord. And because of these detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. The nations who will dispossess, sorry, the nations you will dispossess, listen to those who practice sorcery or divination. But listen to this. This is it. But as for you, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. And in the next verse, he talks about a prophet being uh, raised up from the Lord. Because as usual, the people always have to look at what are all the pagan nations doing? I want to be like them. So God's like, no, you cannot. But I will give you a prophet then who will be able to speak things of future events. You know, and, and then that's, isn't that, things never change, do they? Things never change. I want to be like the world. I like what the world is doing. They're having fun. It's just candy. It's just a costume. Okay. All of the celebrations of Halloween that are still practiced today were for purposes that are evil. They're wicked. It's part of the occult. You don't touch it. But even back then in the book of Deuteronomy, what were the people wanting? They wanted, oh, I want to know what the future is. And I want this and I want that. You know, always the same thing. Instead of, <laughs> what's the world doing? I want to I, I, I do what they're doing. They're having fun. Fun for, for a moment. Sin in the moment seems like it's fun. But it leads to death. Leviticus 20, 27. A man or woman who is a medium or spiritist among you must be put to death. You are to stone them. Their blood will be on their own heads. Oh, it's just, it's just this. It's just that. It's not just this. And it's not just that. Be very careful. Very careful. What you decide to allow, like, like Loretta said, don't open the door to any of that stuff because once you open it the devil now has access to you and access to your family first john 1 5 this is a message you have heard from him and declared to you god is light in him there is no darkness at all there's no room for evil there's no room for evil practices there's no room for anything that that the lord calls evil there is no darkness in him. It's not possible. Third John verse 11. Do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Don't imitate. Don't, again, don't imitate it. We're always trying to, well, we're going to do something that's like kind of like Halloween, but, but the Christian. Why are you imitating that? Teach your kids. Teach your kids. I don't have a kid. I know it's hard, but whatever. Teach your kids. You don't have a substitute. You just don't do it. You worship the Lord your God. Why are you imitating evil? It just... You know, we do something at our church because to get the kids out of school. Because we don't want the kids in school on Halloween. That's why, that's why we're doing it. We're not doing it to imitate Halloween. We're, we're giving... Some, because parents don't want their kids in school on Halloween. So we're saying, come to church. Because the parents still have to go to work. Because like, don't worry, bring your kids to church, there'll be something for them. That's why we do it. 
But I know a lot of churches that do like Christian Halloween parties. Oh, it's not really. Why are you imitating them? Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. I'm going to close with this. And I, and I told you at the beginning of... of, of <laughs> Thanks, Jill. I'm like, it must be like 100 degrees in the room right now. I can't feel the air conditioner. Um, you know, I, like I said, we didn't, we didn't understand what Halloween really was. Now we do. You might have, have, you might have cele celebrated Halloween last year. And you're like, oh man, and I, I, I wish I didn't do that. Hey, start fresh. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Thanks, Loretta. Um, start fresh. Be like, okay, I might have, um, I might have done that in the past. I didn't fully understand. Now I understand. So I'm going to put that kind of evil far from me. It's not going to be allowed in my house. It's not going to be allowed for my kids. I'm not going to dabble in it. I'm not going to try to imitate some practice that the world does and Christianize it. We should be, the world should be looking to us to set the standard. That's the problem with, with the body of Christ at large. It's always about imitating everything the world does and making it Christian. How about we set the standard? How about, you know, and that's why I can't wait for those services next week. Because that is everything that, the world doesn't do anything like that. They don't do anything like that. So we're not trying to figure out some way to pass the time, um, you know, that, 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 that's kind of like what the world does, but we make it pure. You know, the calling card of a Christian. I want to be like the world, but, you know. And that's what, you know, God constantly, the people, the, God, God put up with a lot from, those, from, from the Israelites, didn't he? Because they always, they always had to have what the world has. And guess what? It always ended up leading them to destruction. They never learned. Let's learn from their mistakes. That's okay, Steph. You're allowed to buy candy. Just don't buy the Halloween packaging. <laughs> oh, yoga, that's a big subject, Lynn. I could, I could certainly address that. Um, but that's going to, oh boy, that's going to ruffle some feathers. But I, I don't know, I kind of like ruffling feathers. Um, it's fun for me. So you, you have a chance now to say, hey, I'm going to start fresh. I recognize now that these things are not from the Lord. I recognize now that these things, um, you know, these are evil practices. I don't want any part of it. And you might be watching today and you're like, man, I don't, I, I didn't know all of this. You know, I, I want in, I want in, <laughs> I want to live forever with Christ in heaven. I'm going to pray a prayer and give you an opportunity to make a decision, um, to come to Christ. Yoga and horoscopes is a great idea. That's actually a great idea. I, I will do that. You're right. Great idea. You have, a, you have an opportunity. I'm gonna, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you, if you cannot identify a moment in your life where you made a decision to come into relationship with God, where you confessed of your sins, you know, because all, all of these things that, that with evil, that's sin. So you can start fresh today. 
have a clean start and say, I'm going to make my life right with Christ. I don't want to have anything to do with all of that stuff that's evil, all of that stuff that's in darkness. I want to come in to the marvelous light of Christ. So repeat this out of your mouth. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart that, uh, that God raised Jesus from the dead and confess with your mouth, let it come out of your mouth. So pray, repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, I thank you for sending Jesus. I believe that he died and rose again to set me free. Right now, I confess of all my sin and wrongdoing. And I want to come into relationship with Christ. Thank you, Lord. I am now saved. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, message this account or message me or message somebody that you see here and let them know. You know, this is this is a great, <laughs> as much as I don't like this time of year for a lot of reasons, it's also a great time of year, more opportunity to let people know about the wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen.